Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Lord, that that song wouldn't just be words in our mouth. That our offering would be our heart and soul. That just as important as the air that we breathe is our relationship with you. Lord, may we throw off the things that so quickly tangle us and hold us back. The things of this world that distract us. The things this week that kept us from our relationship with you. Lord, we know those things that get in the way. May we step outside of those and live our relationship with you. May we be re-energized by your word and the opportunity to worship. Lord, this morning, build us up and encourage us as we're reminded who you are. Thank you for your word this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Scripture this morning is out of John chapter, chapter 10, 1 through 10. And we've been talking for a couple weeks about the I am's. And I hope the video gave you a little bit of a background about who a shepherd is and how a shepherd uh, works and how the sheep understand the shepherd's voice. Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, They will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus said this figure of speech, but to the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. May God add his blessing as we continue to sing this morning. Lord, thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your love, for your care. Open our hearts and ears and eyes this morning. That we might hear your voice. That we might follow your voice. That we might find safety through your gate. In your name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. You may be seated. If you're a children, you can church. Please run. I like running. That's a good sound if you don't like that sound. Something wrong with you. How's that? <laughs> Does anybody want life to the full? Well, that was about five people. There are more than five people here. Does, any, does anybody want, do you want life to the full? Right? That's what Jesus ends this scripture this morning. He says, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy, and I have come to give you life so that you can have it to the full. Do you want a full life? The life that God offers. Or would you just like enough? Uh, half a glass, maybe. Maybe I only want a half a glass. Maybe I don't want to really want it full. Full sounds a bit challenging to me. I want to encourage you this morning to contemplate that and not just answer the question, but to, to really, do I want my life to the full? The, what God wants for me? Or do I want to do the bare minimum, the get-out-of-hell-free card? Or some might call it the fire insurance, right? We've heard that, right? We, we, we believe that Jesus will save us, but we don't get anything else from it. It doesn't change the way we live our life. It doesn't change the way we see things. Do you want life to the full? That's what Jesus is asking in this passage this morning. Do you want to follow the rules? Do you see who he's talking to in this passage? He's talking to the Pharisees, the guys who knew all the rules. Do you want to follow just enough rules to make it work in your life? Or do you want to have life to the full? We've been talking about, for a couple weeks, the series on I Am, the idea that... Uh, that Jesus offers in John uh, these I am statements. Um, and, and I don't know if you understand fully what Jesus is saying to the Jewish people in the midst of that. And so I want to give you a little bit more, a little bit of background. Um, it comes out of Exodus, Exodus chapter 3. And you may remember, uh, you remember the burning bush? Moses is standing in front, Moses is out tending the sheep coincidence probably not right he's out tending the sheep and he's like what the heck is that that's a bush but it hasn't burned up that's kind of weird so I'm, I'm thinking as a shepherd you got plenty of time he's like eh, i think i'll mosey on over to that that bush and see what's going on and when he gets over there the bush is burning but it's not burned up and god begins to talk to moses do you remember this he says take your shoes off dude you're on holy ground and in the process of that, God tells Moses, go back, we're going to get these people out. And Moses asks a very good question. Who 
should I say sent me? Because <laughs> I'm talking about the burning bush here. The bush is talking to me. And if I go back and say, the burning bush told me um, that we need to get out of here, that ain't going to go so well. And God, through the bush, says, tell them I am who I am has sent you. Now, for us, that doesn't mean as much. But for the Jewish uh, culture, the Jewish background, they understood in the Old Testament, through the Old Testament, that, um, that the whole idea of God was this self-existent uh, being. He who had already became, who was already there, never, uh, never created, but always there. Um, uh, the Old Testament, Yahweh, right? The God who is. And so when, when, uh, when Moses heard that, he quickly understood that God was speaking out of the burning bush. It was God who was telling him, go back and tell your people, I am who I am. I am has sent you. And so when Jesus in the New Testament begins to say those words, do you know, do you guys ever meet any antagonist? Do you know what an antagonist is? Glenn, you don't know that, right? I know Glenn. If you met Glenn for very long, he, he's a pretty good one. He, he can poke the bear as good as any as I know. An antagonist is one of those persons who's just like... Mm. And the I am statement that Jesus offers in John is, is one of those opportunities. Jesus is saying, listen, I'm just telling you who I am. Right? I'm going to tell you that I am God in the flesh. And the Pharisees could barely handle that. They couldn't handle it. And then he goes on and says, listen, all the people before me, thieves and robbers, right? They're just out for their own good, looking for money, finances, whatever, uh, fame. They were just out looking. They weren't the real shepherd. Because the real shepherd has a voice the sheep can hear. So we're going to talk a, lot of, a little bit about the sheep gate. Right, there's a few sheep in there. I, I think you get a real sense of like there was a spot where there was uh, safety, a uh, place to put your sheep in so they didn't get eaten. Sometimes it might look like this. Sometimes it might be up against something where there was just a natural barrier that would uh, help protect them and they would be able to block them in, put the sheep in there and keep them safe from uh, lions, tires, and bears. Oh my. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. And if you didn't catch on, there were more than one person's sheep in the gate, in the, inside the enclosure. So it's like calling our kids, right? We put all our kids in the gym. When, we holler, when, when mom hollers in the gym for their kids, those kids usually catch on, right? Hopefully. <laughs> but these sheep, they heard the shepherd's voice. They knew their shepherd's voice. And other voices didn't matter, and so they would hear their shepherd's voice, and they would come. And so Jesus uses this illustration of the shepherd and his sheep and a gate to help the Jewish people understand who he was. They understood there was a gatekeeper. They understood there was a right way in and out if the sheep go over the over the side, or people come in from the side. They didn't come in from the side 
uh, because they were legitimately supposed to be there. They went in to steal, to rob them, to take sheep. And so Jesus uses this great illustration of the sheep gate. And he says, I am the sheep gate. I am the one. The first thing he says is the the shepherd uses the gate. He uses the opening that is there. The legitimate uh, place to go in and out uh, into uh, this fenced-in area. And what he's saying is there's a right way to heaven and there's a wrong way that won't get you to heaven. And I don't know about you, but there's one thing I notice in the world uh, we live in today. There are a lot of people with a lot of ideas on how to get to heaven. And it won't take you very long to find out that there's some really messed up ideas. And let me, let me encourage you to, to challenge yourself, to ask yourself, how do I get to heaven? If it's Jesus plus anything, it doesn't work. It will not work. If you think all roads lead to heaven, you are sadly mistaken. If you think that you can be anything other than a follower of Jesus and go to heaven, you're missing the boat. If you think you can go and be, and, uh, be natural and and, and watch nature and, uh, and believe all that stuff will get you to heaven, you have missed the boat. If you believe that there are other religions, other faiths, other religions that are out there that will get you to heaven, you have missed the boat. Jesus says, listen, there are thieves and robbers. Those are the people who come to steal. There is only one way. I am the sheep gate. There is only one legitimate way to go to heaven with Jesus. Be careful, people. Be very careful. Check yourself. Make sure you understand what you have faith in. Because I think people in unnoticing will, will grab Jesus plus enough money in the offering. Jesus plus enough teaching uh, a kid's Sunday school. Jesus plus picking weeds in the garden. Those are important things. We're going to have a work day and we're going to suck up all those leaves that aren't in the the cemetery yet. But if you you haven't been here very many years, you'll know that there'll be leaves. It'll be solid leaves in about a month. But those are not the things that get us to heaven. Those help to build, our, build us up and encourage us. They help us uh, to be strengthened. You know, workday is not about workday. Workday is about gathering together with other believers in fellowship. They even feed you. But it's not about what we get done. Of course, we, want to, we need to get things done. If we don't take those leaves off this year and we let them go till next year, about four or five years, we'll have couple feet and there won't be any grass and all those things will we need those things but those things are extra to our relationship with jesus christ understand 
that those things are extra. The scripture says those should come out as a wellspring, the extra from what's inside of us. They're good for us. I, I couldn't help but see on the mission trip when we went on the mission trip, it was exciting and we went there believing we were going to uh, help people and we did help people. But you know what I saw? I saw our people being encouraged and challenged and, and brought to spots where they realized what was most important. Because I can tell you the truth, I have never lost a house. I never had a tornado come through and demolish and, and take everything I've ever had. But I lived that for a week through a lady who had lost everything. And I quickly realized that how blessed I am And just like Larry said this morning, how do we do it without Jesus? So let me challenge you. Is Jesus the reason you're going to heaven? Is Jesus the reason you do what you do? Is Jesus directing your paths? That's where it needs to come from. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Is Jesus giving you the strength to get up every day? Are you drawing upon him? Because if you're not, you're missing the boat. If you think sitting in a pew on Sunday morning is solving your problem and you, fig and you can't figure out why you still feel the same way, then you're missing the point. It's our relationship to Jesus Christ that matters. Everything else will fall aside. Everything else will fall aside. Second thing he says is, the sheep hear my voice. And he calls on his own sheep and he leads them out. Are you hearing God's voice? Do you hear God's, maybe not in an audible way. I, don't want, I want to be clear. Some people think that if you haven't heard God in an audible voice, uh, that you, you haven't heard God. And I just want to be clear. I cannot completely say that I've ever heard God's audible voice in my life. Some people have. I'm not discounting that at all. What I'm saying is that we can hear God's voice in other ways. right? We can hear God's voice through the reading and uh, understanding and the growth and uh, studying of Scripture. We can hear God's voice uh, through other believers uh, who have come alongside of us. We can hear God's voice through prayer and meditation on His Word. We can hear God's voice in so many different ways. Are you hearing God's voice? Are you giving Him the time and the space See, I think all too often, we get in a big hurry. See, rather than taking the time and energy to intently listen for God and to be patient, we want the answer yesterday. 
We live in a world that if, if you uh, take more than three minutes to get your uh, fast food meal in the drive-thru, you're angry. You're frustrated. Why can't they have my fries ready? What is going on? That's the world we live in. Slow down. Slow down. I have, I have a promise for you. God will never, you'll never miss the bus by waiting on God. You'll never miss the bus. All too often we jump on the wrong bus. We've gotten on the wrong bus because we're in such a hurry to believe that God uh, is moving uh, yesterday and I'm going to miss out on it if I don't jump on this bus. There may never be another bus. And we miss the bus we're supposed to be on. The reality is when you go and you look at Scripture and you look at certain uh, individuals in Scripture, you quickly realize that some people in God's, uh, God's timing is so different than our timing. We think we got to be uh, Abraham one day and Moses the next day and David the week after that and Solomon the after that. And then we got to be Peter and maybe Simon. We could be John, you know. And we just think that within a, this timing of a year, we should um, have all these experiences that people in the Bible had one experience in their life. And all of a sudden, we, we feel like, well, if God isn't talking to me and moving me like he moved Moses every day through a burning bush, then obviously he's not working, he's not moving, he's not talking. Slow down. Be patient. Let God work. Let God work through the people he has put alongside of you. Let God work through those who have read and studied. Study his word. And when you read something you don't like, read it again. Most often, we like to skip those verses that don't line up with what we want to believe. Be patient to hear his voice. Be patient. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. If you have a big decision, if you're crying out to God, I, I encourage you, I challenge you to find a few believers who will pray with you so that you have a better answer. Who will give you counsel. Uh, if there's one thing in our church that I really love is, is I love the older generation who intermingles in the group and has all of that wisdom which we can pull from. Who has been there who has been through the hard times and been through good times, has watched God grow. If there's nothing more important than age, um, it's, it's that opportunity to see how God works in our life over an extended period of time. Is that not wisdom? Those who have seen it and we hear God's faithfulness throughout their life. Find those people all too often, we won't even tell anyone what God has put on our heart. We won't share what God is doing, where God is moving. I don't know if we're afraid that someone will change our mind or afraid that uh, 
Maybe we just had an upset stomach and it wasn't God. Let me encourage you. Let me encourage you to find a faith community in a small group somehow. Through a Sunday school, through, uh, through getting together, through a phone call, through finding ways to connect. I think all too often in our church setting, we got people who come in here for one hour a week. They slide in, they slide out, and are not connected to another soul of faith for a whole week. They slide in, they slide out. They slide in, they slide out. They slide in, they slide out. Why do you think the megachurch model works so well? You want to know why it works so well? When there's 20,000 people, there is no way for any accountability. There is no way there can be accountability. They try real hard to make small groups to build up, uh, to build into the church setting to make that work, but so many people slide in and slide out. And I'd like to say, well, that, the mega churches, they don't have it figured out, but I, but I think it happens here at Greenfield as well. We choose not to be involved. We choose not to get involved with people's lives because it's harder. It takes time and it takes energy, and I'm going to have to give up Oh, a couple hours of my week. I'm going to have to Sunday school. I won't agree with everybody in it. I, they make me crazy, whatever it is. All too often, we think we're lone rangers, right? We think we're the lone ranger. We don't, we don't need to connect with anybody in our, in our faith community. We don't need other people. Go back and read Acts chapter 2. And ask yourself this question. Why did a faith community start? Why did the church start in Acts chapter 2? It started for a reason. Because God's people need people. We need relationships. We need to connect. We need to have accountability. We need people to lean on. Life is not done nearly as well without that. Let me challenge you that you don't hear God's voice nearly as clearly or as loudly if you're not with a community of faith. I read a great post on uh, Facebook this week. It said, you know what? I, never have to, I don't need uh, God in a, uh, in a pew I can, all I need is God out in the woods. And I thought to myself, well, that's a great idea, but it's not really scriptural. It's not scriptural. We are called to be with faith community. We are called to gather together, to find ways to connect. We are called to be involved in each other's lives. If you don't know another soul's uh, life that's within this four walls, then you have missed the boat. We are not islands. We are not islands. And Jesus goes on in uh, uh, verse uh, 7, and he says, Truly I tell you, I am the gate or the sheep. What he's, what he's telling us here is, listen, I told you that there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way. I told you that there's a voice and the people hear it. And then he goes as far with the Pharisees to say, listen, I am. <laughs> he says, I am 
the sheep gate. I am, and we're going to go further in a couple weeks when we in this scripture, but I felt like it just fits so well. Jesus is telling them, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. He makes a claim that is, uh, that is challenging for the Jewish people, challenging for the Pharisees, challenging for anyone who heard it. He says, it's me. I am the way. He's calling, God him, he's calling himself God. Hence the reason they picked up stones to throw at him. He's calling himself God. And the Jewish people had a hard time with that. Blasphemy. How could he, a man, be God? How does that even work? We recognize that God came to earth. Jesus, God incarnate, he came to earth to live a perfect life. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus. He came to earth to offer us a new way, a way out, an opportunity uh, to go through the gate in a legitimate way. See, up until then, they looked for other ways to go through the gate. They would sacrifice animals on the altar. They would ask for forgiveness. They, they would have these grain offerings. They had all these different ways to try to get right with God, but it didn't work on the long term. might work for the moment, but they, just like us, made mistakes. And when they made mistakes, they were right back where they were. And Jesus came as a once and for all. He came to bring us salvation through his blood, through his perfection. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. And they crucified him for that. They'd finally had enough. I was talking this week with someone about why do people so quickly change? Why do people who are in one spot so quickly change? We think about Jesus on, uh, on Easter week, well, the week before, right? On that Sunday, they usher him in as the new king. He's, he's riding a donkey. They're throwing palms on the ground. They think he's the best thing since sliced bread. Those same people, a mere five days later, are screaming, crucify him. People are fickle. They will constantly change. Jesus will never change. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's pray. Lord, your word is so powerful. We're reminded that you are. You are the one and only. You came and lived the perfect life that we might have eternal life. Only through you, though. Thank you for your love. 
We thank you, Lord, for your reminder that you are the one and only way. Lord, we thank you for your voice that speaks to us on a regular basis, through your word, through prayer, through others who share. Lord, your, your sheep hear your voice and respond. Lord, may we be the sheep that respond. May we hear your voice and recognize the changes we need to make to live our life the way you would have us to live it. In your name we pray. Amen.